0: That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500
1: This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and your tushies do too. No matter what kind of butt you've got, you'll feel comfy while your baby's mushy little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Get your baby butt in the best-fitting diaper. Huggies Little Movers. We got you, baby. Tonight, the Treasury Secretary warns more job losses and lasting economic pain if lockdowns persist, while the Fed chair says a full recovery won't come until the health crisis is resolved and suggests more fiscal support might be needed. The president's health update. Mr. Trump defends his use of hydroxychloroquine to prevent COVID-19. I'll
2: stay on it for a little while longer. I'm just very curious myself.
1: Calling into question the research that says the drug doesn't work. Plus, why Speaker Pelosi says she's worried about the president taking the unproven treatment. Morbidly obese. His response to her tonight. Will there be summer camp? Important news tonight for the millions of kids looking forward to camp. Mental health crisis. Olympic legend Michael Phelps opens up about his struggles during the pandemic. Facebook exclusive tonight, Mark Zuckerberg on the tech company's new product to help small businesses transition online. And we ask about Facebook's responsibility to stop dangerous misinformation. And an unforgettable lesson of dedication. Through quarantine and a battle with COVID-19, one teacher made sure to finish the school year for her students.
3: This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell reporting from the nation's
0: capital.
1: Good evening and thank you for joining us. Tonight, the Treasury Secretary is warning there will be permanent damage to the economy if the country's lockdown continues much longer. By tomorrow, all 50 states will have started loosening some restrictions more than two months after Americans were first ordered to stay home. But only two states have met White House guidelines to reopen and experts say moving too quickly could lead to further outbreaks. Well, today, the head of the Federal Reserve said Americans must feel comfortable returning to work. And that, he said, would take a sensible plan, including testing, treatment, and a vaccine. And as we come on the air tonight, more than 91,000 Americans have been killed by the coronavirus in the U.S., and there are more than 1.5 million confirmed cases nationwide. At a cabinet meeting late today, President Trump did not back down from his decision to take hydroxychloroquine, a malaria drug the FDA has warned, is not safe or effective for treating COVID-19. The president called a study showing a higher death rate among veterans who took the drug phony, saying it was a, quote, Trump enemy statement. Well, there's a lot of news to get to tonight, and we're going to begin at the White House. CBS's Ouija Zhang leads off our coverage. Ouija?
4: All day, President Trump stood by his decision to take hydroxychloroquine and even called on cabinet members during that meeting to back him up as he slammed research that shows the drug may not have a positive impact as a treatment. All of the drama over the drug is unfolding as the administration scrambles to salvage the economy. No masks required for farmers and cabinet members who met with President Trump at the White House and on Capitol Hill. We had a great meeting. After a lunch meeting with Senate Republicans, the president defended his use of hydroxychloroquine as a prophylactic, saying he would use it for a little while longer. The FDA warns against taking it outside of a hospital or clinic. I think it gives
2: you an additional level of safety, but you can ask many doctors are in favor of it. Many frontline workers won't go there unless they have the hydroxy. And so, again, this is an individual decision to make.
4: The White House doctor provided no details on Mr. Trump's treatment, only saying he and President Trump concluded the potential benefit from treatment outweighed the relative risks. Vice President Pence, who also went maskless at an event at NASA, told Fox News he was not taking hydroxychloroquine, but would if his doctor suggested it. Mr. Trump dismissed a study by Veterans Affairs that found the drug had no benefit in treating COVID-19 patients and was linked to a higher death rate. There was a false
2: study done where they gave it to very sick people, extremely sick people, people that were ready to die.
4: The president also hit back at Speaker Nancy Pelosi, who said he should not be taking the drug. Especially in his age group and in his, shall we say, weight group, had what is morbidly obese.
2: Pelosi is a sick woman. She's got a lot of problems, a lot of mental
3: problems.
4: Meanwhile, the government's top finance chiefs both warned the economy would not rebound in the near term.
3: I think the job numbers will get worse before they get better.
4: Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin testified there could be permanent damage if the shutdown is extended, prompting angry questions from Democrats. How many workers will die if we send
5: people back to work without the protections they need, Mr. Secretary?
3: Mr. Senator, we don't intend to send anybody back to work without the protections.
4: Tonight, President Trump is not guaranteeing he will wear a mask when he visits a Ford plant in Michigan on Thursday, but says he will consider it. The company's policy is for everyone to put one on, but they acknowledge that the White House might have a different policy and they can't force the President to wear a mask. Nora.
1: Ouija, thank you. Tonight plans are moving ahead to reopen businesses, colleges, and summer camps, even as at least seventeen states are seeing an increase in new cases. And today we learned one of horse racing's biggest races the belmont stakes will be held next month in front of empty stands we've got more now from cbs's manuel Bohorcas
5: you can see parts of south florida are definitely getting back to normal and for a crowded area here in fort lauderdale we have noticed few people few pedestrians have decided to wear face masks and that will be concern for some experts who are watching South Florida slowly reopened. Over the weekend, Miami-Dade County reported more than 700 new coronavirus cases, but the governor said that was largely due to a reporting backlog. the The lines outside casinos that reopened in several states are a clear sign that people are willing to take their chances. Even in hard-hit areas like South Florida, where some restaurants reopened under new rules. Tables six feet apart and masks at Aventura Restaurant Tap 42, which let customers inside for the first time in two months.
1: Staying at home is not fun 24-7, so I'm eager to get back to work.
5: Universities around the country also don't know what to expect. More than 12 have announced they'll send students home before Thanksgiving, hoping to beat the flu season. And in the hardest hit city, New York University late today announced it plans to resume classes on campus, taking what it calls rigorous measures to ensure safety. The bottom line say infectious disease experts, people must follow the guidelines.
1: The minute that people start violating them, we are likely to see problems. Hey,
5: how are you? Where social distancing is much harder, CBS News got a rare behind-the-scenes look at how planes are disinfected on United Airlines, where business remains down 75%. There's been growing concern about patients who recover from COVID-19, then test positive again. Tonight, a ray of hope from South Korea. A study there showed patients who recovered, then tested positive, were no longer infectious. With the virus already taking away so much this year, several states say summer camps could open up. Jay Jacobs is readying his six East Coast summer camps to go on if the states allow. How can you guarantee to parents that you'll be able to operate safely?
0: We can create a protected environment. I believe there's less risk in children going away to camp than, you know, being left to their own devices in their own neighborhoods.
5: And as South Florida continues to reopen, it still remains a patchwork of regulations between county and city officials. There are still two big tests ahead as far as crowds and their behavior. Memorial Day and next week, when both Miami and Miami Beach allow their restaurants to reopen. Nora.
1: Manny, thank you. Tonight, the crew of the USS Theodore Roosevelt is making final preparations to head out to sea later this week. The aircraft carrier has been stuck in Guam after a thousand crew members tested positive for coronavirus. One died and the captain was fired for sounding the alarm about the outbreak. CBS's David Martin spoke exclusively with the ship's new commander.
2: After being sidelined by coronavirus for seven weeks, the Roosevelt is about to get underway.
6: All systems are go. Now we're ready to go to sea.
2: Captain Carlos Sardiello has about two thirds of his crew back on board, enough to start
6: making up for lost time. The crew is chomping at the bit. We have fought through this. We've regained the ship. But have they? 14 sailors who had
2: tested negative twice came up COVID positive after they returned to the ship and were sent back ashore.
6: The virus keeps changing the rules. We are leveling the playing field every time uh, we have more information.
2: Sardiello believes but can't prove the ship is now virus-free. We're
6: applying our protocols, which are social distancing, constant cleaning, medical checks, masks. If you do all these things, you can stop it dead in its tracks.
2: It was once the other way around. Coronavirus had stopped a nuclear-powered aircraft carrier.
6: IT HAS CERTAINLY CHANGED US FOREVER AND OPENED OUR EYES TO uh, ANOTHER POTENTIAL THREAT TO OUR HEALTH AND OUR ABILITY TO uh, DO OUR MISSION. DAVID MARTIN, CBS
0: NEWS, WASHINGTON.
1: TONIGHT, THERE'S NEW VIDEO SHOWING AHMAD AUBREY'S PAST ENCOUNTERS WITH THE POLICE THAT HIS ATTORNEY SAYS IS BEING UNFAIRLY USED TO DISCREDIT HIM. A FATHER AND SON ARE ACCUSED OF MURDERING AUBREY, WHO WAS UNARMED AND APPARENTLY UP FOR A JOB WHEN HE WAS SHOT DEAD AT POINT-BLANK RANGE. Here's CBS's Omar Via Franca.
3: Tonight, leaked body cam videos showing two incidents between Glenn County Police and Ahmad Arbery nearly three years ago are sparking frustration from family attorney Lee Merritt. And suddenly you start seeing images of that victim um, be, you know, cast in the light as a, as a criminal. One, recorded in December of 2017, shows Arbery arrested on a shoplifting charge. You're under arrest. The other, recorded in November of 2017, shows an officer questioning Arbery in a local park.
1: I ain't got on me. What the you with me for? Because this area is known for drug activity.
3: A second officer arrives and tries to use his taser, but it malfunctions.
2: Hands your pocket.
3: Arbery was never charged with a crime in that incident. And over and over again, the black community has been called criminals. We're also learning more about Gregory McMichael, one of the suspects charged in the murder of Arbery. Police records obtained by CBS News show McMichael, a now retired investigator with the Brunswick DA's office, had his arresting powers taken away twice for not finishing required training over a period of five years. The courses not completed at the time included use of deadly force and firearms requalifications. His powers of arrest were later reinstated. Gregory and his son, Travis McMichael, are charged with shooting and killing Arbery, February 23rd. They claim self-defense. Omar Viafranca, CBS News, Dallas.
1: The pandemic has taken a toll on local business. A recent survey found nearly half of small businesses have closed temporarily because of the coronavirus. Today, Facebook announced Shops, a new product that allows companies to set up online stores via the social media platform. Joining us now is Facebook's co-founder and CEO, Mark Zuckerberg. Mark, good to see you.
7: Good to see you, too. Thanks for having me.
1: So tell us, what makes this new feature unique?
7: COVID has not just been a health emergency. It's been a real economic crisis that is putting a lot of strain on small businesses. And what we're seeing are a lot of small businesses are moving more of their business online. And we want to make it easier for them to do that, too. So Facebook Shops allows a small business uh, to easily set up a shop inside our apps. And it'll be a a very fast uh, experience for people to discover their their products and to be able to buy things directly.
1: Privacy is always a big question. So will my friends know when I buy something on Facebook Shops?
7: No, I mean, we're not going to tell anyone what you're buying or your shopping history um, a, a across our services without your permission. Um, and that's not that's not really a big part of this experience. This is really more about people being able to connect with uh, the small businesses that they care about.
1: There was a conspiracy video circulating a few weeks ago called Plandemic. That was widely debunked. Why did Facebook take it down?
7: We view one of our primary responsibilities now is making sure that we can connect people with authoritative information um, from Governments and and health officials, and that's one of the reasons why we built this uh, coronavirus information center that we put at the top of our apps and directed uh, more than two billion people to go to. There's harmful misinformation, which is the type of thing that puts people in in imminent physical risk. So, if you're telling someone that social distancing doesn't work, or um, that you know something is proven to be a cure when it isn't, we want to take that off our services completely. There's other misinformation, which is not generally going to cause physical harm. It's just stuff that's wrong. We want to stop it from going viral. And there we work with independent fact checkers, which has led to us showing about 50 million warning labels on content that people have seen. We have an indication that those warning labels work because 95% of the time when someone sees a piece of content with a warning label, they don't click through to it.
1: Facebook has been hesitant in the past to take down misinformation, deep fakes. How is this different from political content?
7: I think one of the things that's different during a pandemic is that if people are saying that something is a cure, when in fact it could hurt you, I do think that that is qualitatively different. And within the long tradition of free speech and free expression that our country has, um, to not allow things like that. And I think you want to have a pretty high bar for telling people that they can't say something.
1: But if a political figure shares information about a cure, that could cause imminent harm. Would that be taken down?
7: Uh, yes, it would. Um, you know, there's there's no exemption on this for for anyone in particular. And in fact, um, we've had cases of this. I mean, the the president of, of Brazil um, did make a statement saying that, um, that that there was a drug that was proven everywhere to to, to work and be effective. And of course, um, there is no drug currently that that, um, that that I'm aware of, at least, that has been proven to be effective everywhere. And um, and, and we took down his statement and. I mean, that was very controversial because we were, we were basically taking down something that, that the president of a, of a major country said, um, but it, it clearly violated a policy.
1: Mark Zuckerberg, thank you.
7: All right, thank you.
1: Now a brave and candid confession from the most decorated Olympian ever. Swimmer champion Michael Phelps is opening up about his state of mind and his personal struggles during the coronavirus pandemic. It's a powerful message that many can relate to. Here's CBS's Jamie Ucas.
8: Michael Phelps! With 28 Olympic medals, Michael Phelps knows pressure.
3: It's been probably the toughest stretch that I've ever gone through.
8: But he says the pandemic is the most overwhelmed he's ever felt.
3: It got me to a, a pretty pretty scary situation. And
8: The and, star athlete um, told you know, ESPN he somebody. feels on edge. No longer able to use the pool as an escape, he manages using morning workouts.
7: Herpes. No one's favorite, but I like him.
8: Phelps admits to having a blow-up with his wife and notes a hug from his son is the greatest thing in the world. He's not alone. The disaster distress helpline had a spike of more than 300% in one month. Dr. Itay Danovich from Cedar sinai
3: It's a testament of courage and strength to be able to recognize that there's something wrong.
8: When a hero appears human, it makes you feel more human.
3: Absolutely. They have their ups, they have their downs, and they have to overcome struggles.
8: And while Phelps believes there's never a finish line when it comes to mental health.
3: It's just so powerful when you're able to stand up and and talk about your struggles.
8: Because at a time when many are isolated, just talking can make you feel less alone. Jamie Ucas, CBS News, Los Angeles.
1: If you think teaching is easy, try keeping the attention of dozens of restless students online during a quarantine. But CBS's Dean Reynolds reports nothing could keep one teacher away from her class.
2: Schools are closed in Niles, Michigan, but the teaching hasn't stopped. Take Bonnie Prankert's kindergarten class, for example.
4: There's Tuesday and there's Wednesday. There's Thursday and there's Friday.
2: But teaching from home is hardly the tallest hurdle she's faced this spring.
4: Please say prayers
5: and just know I'm in a fight. She caught the Without
2: coronavirus me. a month ago and oh, chronicled her man. crisis on Facebook oh, between classes.
7: My chest pain is really bad today.
2: Quarantined in her home oh, or bedbound in the emergency room, out. Bonnie has been there for her five and six-year-olds it Monday through Friday, good. 9 to 10 AM, come silver? hell or high fever. Did you say, all right, that's it, I can't, I'm too sick?
1: Oh, no, absolutely not, just the opposite.
2: She missed she only two really classes. Correctly.
1: It meant everything to me to be able to just teach my class during, you know, this time.
2: And it meant a lot to her students, including Olivia Lyons.
4: She teaches things, and and she's also kind.
2: She's kind?
4: Mm-hmm. Is your G below the basement line?
2: Late today, Bonnie learned her most recent test for the virus came back negative. Until tomorrow, 9 o'clock sharp.
0: See you tomorrow.
2: Dean Reynolds, CBS News, Niles, Michigan. Bye-bye.
1: On tomorrow's CBS Evening News, the other spike during the pandemic, the spike in bike riding, why so many are hitting the road on two wheels. And if you can't watch us live, don't forget to set your DVR so you can watch us later. And that is tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell in Washington. We'll see you right back here tomorrow. Be safe and good night.